We have a ton of big news out of OpenAI from Sam Altman. There's a, a ton of stuff going on. So today we want to break down um, exactly what OpenAI is talking about. They made some big announcements regarding AI and elections. They've made some big announcements regarding funding for um, alignment, making sure that their AI is you know, in alignment with what's best for humanity and how they plan on doing that. So Connor, kicking it over to you, what are you seeing maybe first off on all of this election AI news that we're seeing from OpenAI? Listen, it's, Jane, it's gotta be on everybody's mind, right? I mean, when I get asked, uh, what are you most fearful about with AI? I have one answer, which is like the deep fake election season, all that kind of stuff. Like, uh, how is this gonna impact everything? And OpenAI knows that too. So they came out with this, uh, this sort of like new paradigm for doing this, new policies, things like that. They're working with the National Association of Secretaries of State uh, and uh, direct users with, uh, I think it's canivote.org, which is, I'm just reading here, it's an authoritative website on U.S. Uh, voting information and talking about like, elect, you know, procedures and things like that, right? So, so some of the highlights that they're talking about is like, they're not going to allow users to build applications for um, political campaigning or for lobbying. Uh, or that can deter people from participation in, you know, the democratic process, right? I mean, basically, they're talking about discouraging uh, voting and how they are going to uh, avoid that. Uh, they also don't allow for the creation of chatbots to, bet, um, you know, pretend to be real people. Now, I guess my my thought on all this is, what does this actually mean? I mean, because clearly Facebook and others have tried this before, right? Especially in uh, election season saying, oh, you won't be allowed to do that. But Jaden, you know, the whole thing about generative AI is that it's unbelievably democratized. Uh, and also, you know, look, you can't necessarily go into MidJourney. And I just tried yesterday, I tested, I went to MidJourney and uh, even though that's not an open AI product, but went to MidJourney said like, hey, create an image of, uh, you know, Trump getting arrested. Cause that was the one that kept, you know, popping yeah, up yeah. and it wouldn't allow you uh, to do that. So I guess my, you know, we've sort of seen that they're putting out these policies. Jaden, you're just gut instinct on this. Will it do anything? Is this just too widespread, too hard to track everything like that? Like, I mean, it's so easy to, to hack this stuff and all that kind of stuff. Do you think that OpenAI will be able to control this or do you think it's just going to be open season during the election? I think, you know, from a uh, an image perspective, it's important for them to do this. So it's like, look, we're the good guys. We're taking precautions. At the end of the day, this technology is so new that people will find ways around things. People will misuse it. It's like it's like with the whole Facebook debacle in, in you know, the last election and everyone said, uh, or maybe it was the election before, I forget, with the, um, you know, like... Trump used Facebook ads and someone and Cambridge Analytica. I can't even remember all the scandals, but you know, there's like, like Facebook got pegged as like, you guys broke the election. It's all your fault that this happened or that <laughs> right, happened. And right, I know right, there's right. like obviously two sides of the political spectrum in America. So, you know, whoever's the loser is probably in more sore about that than the winner and whatever, whatever. Okay. So the point I bring that up is because like Facebook did not want to get caught up in that whole mud slinging political um, situation, right? Like it's not good for their image. It's not good for their brand. It's not good for them. And so regardless right. of the fact that they didn't want to get caught up in it, they did. And I think it's going to be the same thing with OpenAI where it's like, they don't want to get some sort of bad PR, some sort of bad press. Oh my gosh, OpenAI is dangerous for democracy because someone used it to do X, Y, and Z. So they're trying to cover their bases now by at least saying, look, we have these policies. We're thinking about it. And even if something bad happens, they're like, oh, it slipped through the cracks, but we've been very vocal about like, 
not wanting anything bad to happen, you know? So I think inevitably, whether it's open AI or it's an open source model, like people will misuse it for uh, like yeah. elections have money and power involved. So like all the, all the tools will be used. I don't think anyone's under the assumption that any political party is like perfectly absolved from trying to do the sneakiest thing possible. I think they're all trying to do the sneakiest thing possible. They're all going to use these tools, but I think it's important for open AI from a image perspective to say this will it have a material impact i don't i'm not super convinced to be honest and even if it did you could use a different ai model so at the end of the day it's not <laughs> going to change much i don't think right i mean like this is like the open source question too right i agree i mean i think, I think a lot of this for open ai it is critical that open ai stays on the right side of the public uh goodwill i think i think they are still firmly entrenched there i think the new york times thing uh, probably disrupted that a little bit, but like a lot of people, like just like you know, everybody knew Facebook, right? I mean, like sort of everybody from eleven-year-olds to your grandparents knew Facebook. I, OpenAI is not exactly the same thing, but I totally agree with you. I think that they have to come out, they have to say this stuff, and they have to put policies in place, and they have, which again is way more than uh, Facebook and other social media did at the time. But it, and it reminds me also, Jaden, that there's been this other news that you and I were talking about offline a little bit about alignment. And, you know, alignment just, you know, you're probably familiar with the term, but alignment is just essentially, uh, you know, generative AI and the, uh, you know, the, the folks that kind of put this out, whether it's, uh, you know, Cohere or Anthropic or, or OpenAI or anything like that, are constantly saying like, look, oh, generative AI especially has to be in alignment with human values, right? This is a huge conversation that's what ended up blowing up uh, OpenAI a little while ago. Um, but just because, you know, because we're creeping up on OpenAI, uh, uh, sorry, on, on AGI and people have to be prepared for that. So um, I'll just say this, that this year, actually this month, I think it was even earlier this month that OpenAI announced this formation of, uh, what was it called? It's called the Collective Alignment Team. And that was an extension of this whole grant program. Remember that they did in May uh, or maybe later than May, but where they gave $100,000 grants uh, to fund experiments that set up uh, basically a democratic process for deciding what rules AI should follow. Now, Anthropic has its own set of rules. Uh, you know, everybody kind of like approaches this a little differently. But what the collective alignment team is trying to do is design these systems that incorporate public inputs to steer models, right? So they're like actively looking for people to do that. And then I think it was back in December that they partnered with Eric Schmidt, the old uh, Google CEO that offered grants up from 100,000 to 2 million to support technical research toward alignment and safety. Alignment and safety is huge. It's it's not something that a ton of people think about, but it is probably the biggest thing and, and kind of dovetails with elections. So I don't know if you saw any of that news or your thoughts on any of that. Yeah, I think it's, I think it, again, um, it seems like they, they're kind of like revamping or talking about it again. Um, and, and I think the concept is good. I just question the, if they'll be able to make a material impact again on the follow through. And I hope they will. I'm, I'm, you know, I use it opening every day. I'm rooting for them. They're my number one, but I, I'm going to try to be like skeptically honest when I have that. So yeah, they they have the grant program and the concept is um, build tools that people can put inputs to steer these AI to make sure that they're in alignment with humanity and what's in the best interest of humanity. But my only like question is, will we ever really get to a point where we have one AI model that everyone's like, yes, it has the perfect like ideals or values that align with humanity? Or are we gonna get to a point where we have different religions, we have different political ideologies, we have different, uh, all sorts of different ideologies about a lot of a spectrum of different things. And some of them are kind of at odds with one another. And are we ever going to be able to, like, when we, when we say like, democratically, 
you know, adding values to an AI model, for example, to me, it's like, if there's a vote and 60% of people think that one thing should be added and 40% don't think it, it's like, okay, so the most popular group gets it, right? That's how an election works. But there's still 40% of people that would be disenfranchised with that decision that are like, I don't want to use your AI model. So like, I think at the end of the day, in my opinion, where this probably goes is whether you can fine tune or, or pick the, the ideals and the values of your own model, maybe you train them and there's so different people can have different perspectives and different things incorporated kind of, I like the concept of anthropics, like constitutional AI, but you'd want like a personal constitution for your AI. I think that could be a success if you're going to try and make one product or if that doesn't happen, right? Like if, um, if companies are really monolithic and are like, no, our ideals are the best ideals and the way we do it, right? Like people criticize California and because that's where a lot of this AI comes out of and not everything mm -hmm. that happens in California is supported in all the other states in America. So when they're saying, you know, like this is the way it has to be, which some companies do that. So I feel like opening AI, to be honest, is a little bit more open and Sam Altman has been kind of like, yeah, we're trying to make it for everyone. So I'll give opening AI a lot of credit on that. Other companies in, uh, in California, I think are get put pinned to maybe having a bit more of a hard line on things that people disagree with from other places. Regardless, I think that, if that happens, then what's going to happen is you're going to see a fragmenting of AI models where you're going to get like the Grok AI on Twitter, where it's like, mm -hmm. it's like the naughty AI model that will say anything. And like, this one is the AI model for like, you know, hardcore liberals. And this is the AI model for like hardcore Republicans. And this is the model for like hardcore, whatever. Right. So I don't really want to see it all have to break out into a bajillion different things. It's going to happen inevitably anyways. But I think that there's a I just think that there's a valuable and a viable possibility for us to create a solid or a lot of these solid products that you can like use because I don't want to leave open AI, but if they start putting things in there that I disagreed with, then I would, you know, potentially think about that. So I want to use the core product. I just think everyone should be able to tune it how they want. And I think that will be the way to, to make these things successful. Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right on the, on the direction of that. I mean, by the way, it's hilarious. Like I, I test drove Grok a ton. I think you do too. And one of the really funny things I found about it, I was sort of like goading it a little bit to try to kind of get it to say some crazy anti-woke things. And in the end, it didn't actually. In fact, like there was like people like did some research on it and found that Grok was actually like leaned a little left, which is just <laughs> utterly hilarious to me. And just That's shows funny. like how little people know what even the black box creators, nobody knows what's going in there ultimately. So when we talk about like human values and alignment, there has to be a baseline of... Uh, you know, at the very, very fundamental level, when AGI comes around, are these models aligned with human values like, hey, human life should be protected? And Gene, just super quick on this, you and I first connected over one of my favorite things of all time, which is when you first te uh, started test driving Inflections Pi. And, uh, and you were sort of talking about like the, the book Hatchet and was it okay to eat turtle eggs? And it was like, don't eat turtle eggs. Like it's, and you're like, but what if I'm starving to death? It's like, what about those turtles? And you're like, Hold on. <laughs> you were like flipping out. I flipped out. I couldn't get it to say that you could shoot a horse with a tranquilizer gun because it would give a little prick to the to the horse when you knew the horse was going to drag a human to death. Jade, you and I were going off. That's how you and I sort of became friends first. But that's the great thing, right? On alignment, I think it goes back to those very, very core issues, which is, as you said, and I'll never forget your core on this. It's like everybody should be team humanity. So I'm just like wondering, like, even in the area of personalization and stuff like that, do you believe that there is kind of like a, a set of values or an alignment that can actually work that sort of like puts it at the very least, 
the ability, and they did this with robot. Google did this with robotics and sort of like took Asimov's three laws of robotics to sort of say like, don't harm humanity. Do you think that's where it starts or is the bar a little higher than that? Or what do you think? I mean, obviously I think that's what should be every, like that's my <laughs> ideals of values. Like, yeah, every model should. Um, and maybe like when people try to make, uh, you know, like uh, regulations, like maybe let's start there. Let's make sure that these AI models are good for humanity. We all live on this planet. That being said, um, I'm sure this is a very small fringe minority of people, but like there's people that are like, no, I don't want my AI to be pro-humanity. And whether you like that or not, which I'm sure a vast majority of people don't like that, but like those people will have technical capabilities and they'll make their own AI models that are not pro-humanity and there's nothing you can do about it. So like, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, like, yes, this is where like our public opinion and like we should be pushing. But I think at the end of the day, everyone's, everything will be made that can be made and there's nothing we can really do to stop it. Um, so if you want to have a conversation, it's like, how, how do you make that ideal not proliferate? How do we not support that as much as we can in, in public? And like, there's a lot of things you can do to make sure that that concept doesn't become mainstream, which it feels like in some circles, it's becoming, you know, like popular. So like, I would say suppress that as much as you can, like in a, in a good way, like where you have a discussion and you say, well, that's a bad idea. But, uh, you know, everyone's gonna have different opinions. And I think just making sure that everyone can have their opinion in their model is is going to be important as well yeah i agree and i think that you know the, again this is going to get a great test run in election season my big question i think is will it be any different you know what i mean like people when we saw in the last yeah. election people kind of believe what they want to believe uh you know we have a new term fake news which is eight years old now but still it's you know so while i'm terrified about it you know, people sort of like already believed when people said, oh, did you hear that, you know, this person actually, you know, smoked crack in the bathroom? It's like, no, they didn't. Now, so will a photo, you know, sort of convince people more? Maybe there's mm -hmm. a lot of people out there, Jaden, you and I live in a bubble. People living, listening to this uh, podcast probably live in a little bit of a bubble too, or this is all second nature. But I talk to a lot of companies and I'll go out there and show them, I'll be like, oh, well, mid-journey. And they're like, oh, what's mid-journey, right? Like they, they just don't know what mm -hmm. these tools are. And if they don't know the capabilities of this, then we're in deep trouble. And so, again, I think ultimately people will believe what they want to believe. But the question of alignment, I love that OpenAI is uh, leaning hard into this and Theropic has built their whole uh, company around it. I, I think that I, I try, I, uh, maybe controversial take, I trust the people in charge of this tech. I don't always trust our elected leaders and things like that. I have you know some issues with politics, but I'm hoping that they can at least align where you and I fall, which is let's at least be pro-humanity. Yeah. That's a good place to to end it because, I mean, I could go off on a whole nother spiel on that, but <laughs> really appreciate everyone tuning in and listening um, to everything that is coming out of OpenAI this week. It's very exciting stuff. Um, and we are quite optimistic on where the future, I mean, personally, I could say I'm very optimistic on where the future goes and the value and benefit this is going to have for uh, humanity and for your companies and for yourself as you embrace it. So really exciting stuff. If you enjoyed the episode today, make sure to leave us a review. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions. Make sure to follow us on LinkedIn. If you have any, you know, if you're like, oh, you're right about this or wrong about this, you want to share anything. Uh, Connor and I are posting all on there all the time, um, sharing lots of interesting AI news. So make sure to follow us on LinkedIn as well, but we hope that you all have an amazing rest of your day.